around the world they drink this beverage in its many exotic forms. Half coffee and half hot milk. I praise the Lord and keep the faith. Sipping my macchiato, gotta get my cream up. I do this for Christ, boy. This ain't for the culture. Believe the scripture. Thank you for tuning in to Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures. I am your host, Martinez. Please subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember, you can follow me on all social media at mbills314. If you'd like to send us an email, you can do that at podcasting at mmsmedia.org. That's podcasting at mmsmedia.org. What's happening, family? What's going on? We bike, we bike, we here at it again. Want to bring you the word of God. I know it's been a while. I know it's like hit and miss. I know it's not consistent. I know, I know, I know. But remember that we are now a podcasting network, Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures slash MMS Media. We are a podcasting network. So I've been spending a lot of time building and creating shows. Okay, if you are new here and you're like, hey, what shows are, you know, you're creating and so forth, please visit mmsmedia.org. All of our shows are listed on there. Or if you are a listener on Apple Podcasts by any chance, if you uh, look at my show that you're listening to now, you will see pot, you will see MMS Media Podcast Network. If you click on MMS Media Podcast Network, it will show you a list of the shows that we produce. And we have our sports podcast, Fate for the Win Sports. We have our movie review show, What's Your Take Media. We have a couple of mental health therapist podcasts. We have Sister Lena Chapman, and we also have Christy Danielle with the Before After Podcast. And we're constantly building and we have more and more shows to come. So because of the business and the network that we created, that is part of the reason why Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures podcast um, I haven't been doing a lot of shows. I must admit, I've been extremely busy. Family, I got a high school graduate now. It's just a lot going on. But I'm determined to bring more and more content to you via Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures podcast. But today I wanted to um, bring the word of God to you. I wanted to uh, share a few things with you that I think would be a help and a blessing to you. And before I get into what I want to speak on, um, as you all know, we're living in the last days. So um, by the time I finish recording this and I move on and weeks go by and I bring you another episode, things in the meantime happens. Things are going to happen in this world. And it's just so much that you can't even cover it all. And it's so much that, quite frankly, um, I wouldn't even feel comfortable constantly talking about the bad news every time that I get on this mic and talk to you. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to bring you constant bad news of everything that's going on. Now, I will, you know, as the Lord leads, you know, I will pick and choose certain things that I may want to deal with that's going on. But everyone watches the news, hear podcasts. We know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? From mass shootings to everything. I mean, it's just been horrific. It's been tragic. It's been heartbreaking. Um, it's been hard to watch. So uh, with all that being said, I want to open up with this scripture. And I just think <laughs> that I may just always open up with this scripture in particular. Um, not um, 
which is Luke chapter 21. I'm going to start at verse 26. It says, and there will be strange signs in the sun, moon and stars. And here on earth, the nations will be in turmoil, perplexed by the roaring seas and strange tides. People will be terrified at what they see coming upon the earth. For the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then everyone will see the Son of Man coming on a cloud with power and great glory. So when all these things begin to happen, stand and look up for your salvation is near. I believe the King James Version says for your redemption draweth nigh. And that's just to say that um, everything that's going on in this earth in um, the USA and all other nations in this world, these things are not taking the Lord by surprise. These things actually hurt the heart of God, believe it or not, because you do have some naysayers that believe that God is the one that's causing all this. Or do you have those people that believe that, you know, that say, how come God isn't doing anything about what's going on? And the fact of the matter is, is that um, the earth is cursed. It was cursed from the beginning in the Garden of Eden. The earth is cursed. Therefore, because it is cursed, there is sin in the land and where there is sin, uh, there is death. It doesn't necessarily mean physical death, even though that's a part of it, but also death is meaning it's, it's a loss. You know what I'm saying? And our hope is in Jesus. And the reason why I read the scripture is because he letting us know beforehand that because of the things that took place, that there are things that have just unraveled. And he's letting us know that, hey, this is what's going to happen. Don't be alarmed because I'm letting you know. There's another scripture in the book of John where Jesus said, be of good cheer because I overcame the world. Now, you and I, even though it is heartbreaking and we are all witnesses to what's going on, our hope is in Jesus for this very thing. Number one, he's a you know that God is loving because he's a loving father because he told us what's going to happen before it happened. Number two, once we place our faith and trust in him, according to the word of God, we will receive divine protection. You may say, well, where did you get that from? Well, I got that out of Psalms 34 verse 7, which says the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and he delivers them. So our fear, our reverence for God, that's what fear means. Fear, for, fear The fear of the Lord is, doesn't mean you're terrified of him because he's our father. But it does mean that you reverence and you respect him. You understand what I'm saying? And in the midst of all that's taking place in this world, I fear the Lord. We should fear the Lord. It is not the will of God that these mass shootings happen. I talk about that all the time, and I'm really not trying to get into that because that's not what I wanted to get into today. But because it's so prevalent, I just want to speak on this, and I believe I've said it before on episodes in the past. In this country, the United States of America in particular, because that is the country that I live in. I know you may be listening to other nations in your nation that you currently live in. I know you all have issues of your own. I'm just currently speaking about the United States of America because that is where I live. You know, when it comes to these mass shootings, and I think they said we've had like 276 mass shootings or whatever since the beginning of this year. The reason why they continue to happen is because of the pride of man. It's also because of laws that, watch this, that we set in place, not God set in place. 
God didn't set these in place. We set these in place. Okay. So you may be thinking, well, how come God doesn't do something about it? God is looking at us like, how come y'all don't do something about it? Because y'all set this in place. I can't undo what you did. You did this. You know what I'm saying? So what we can do, though, is through prayer intercession. Intercession simply means standing in the gap. You're standing in the gap for someone. So those who are in the Senate, those who don't want to pass certain gun laws or whatever have you, the only thing that you and I can do is intercede and pray. People who say prayer doesn't work are people that don't know how to pray. And I'll just say that because you wouldn't make someone wouldn't make such a foolish statement saying, well, prayer doesn't work. Well, that's because you don't know how to pray. So I don't know how you pray. I don't you, you don't know how to pray. You don't know how prayer works, whatever the case is. All I can tell you is that God is not a liar. OK, and if we've seen God work in this, God is not selective. He's not a respecter of persons. So when there are things going on that you simply don't understand, you go to the Lord about it. And if it seems persistent, like things continue to happen, you need to seek God on and say, Lord, why, why does this continue to happen? And I'm telling you, the Lord will share it with you. And I'm telling you, when it comes to the mass shootings and things that's going on in this nation in particular, it's because of the laws we set in place. Now, we all know that. We all pressing. We all want them to change gun laws. But then you have an entire group over here who don't want the laws changed. So there's already conflict. There's no unity. Okay? So that's just the type of nation we live in. We live in a democracy, so people have to vote, unfortunately. And everyone's not going to agree. There you have it with that. That's the reason why. So every day, you and I, if you have children, relatives, whatever have you, us as uh, individual members in the body of Christ, just make sure we're praying over our children, praying over our family. Make sure you're praying for yourself as you're going out into different communities, parties, vacations, whatever have you. Make sure that you're praying and make sure you're listening to the spirit of God because there are demonic forces uh, at work. There are demonic forces that are operating through people, people who simply don't care and they're willing to do anything to follow that demonic voice that they hear okay so if that is the case you and i in this season and the seasons moving forward um we have to be led by the spirit in everything we do and if something does not feel right in your spirit i'm telling you to obey that if you say you know something feels weird, weird you know eerie about you know this or i don't feel comfortable follow that okay it's the holy spirit trying to protect you all right we have to do that because um People are crazy. And as you can see in this nation, there's so much weird stuff going on. We just have to be um, in prayer. So I don't know what other people mean when they say stay prayed up. I know it's kind of cliche, but when I say we have to, which I really don't use that particular term, stay prayed up. But in my mind, what that means is that you are being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. You're being sensitive to the voice of God. So you're praying about your day and as you go about your day, whether you're going to work, vacation, whatever have you, you are listening to that inward voice and you are obeying that voice. And if something is not right, you're not going to We pray that you won't go through with that. So what I did want to talk to today, which kind of goes uh, ties in a little bit to it. I want to talk a little bit about the fruit of the spirit, the fruit of the spirit. Some of you all may know it. Some of you all may not know, <laughs> but the fruit of the spirit. OK, and um, we're going to dig into it. Because I believe it's needed, especially in this hour, there are so many things going on. Uh, there are things that we're seeing uh, within the body of Christ, 
um, many different facets, a lot of rumors, a lot of um, just mess. You know, a lot of mess has really crept in and uh, a lot of gossip and just a lot of crazy stuff. Um, but you and I are responsible for we're responsible for how we act. I guess I can say it like that individually. And I want you to understand this, that when you stand before God, it is just going to be you and him. When we stand before God, OK, we're not coming as a big group. Um, you're not coming with your wife and, and kids when, and standing before the Lord. It's going to be you and the Lord. And you and I have to give an account of our life. When I say giving an account, I mean, you, you know, you just going down memory lane, taking notes. It's just it's just things that you, you already know. I shouldn't have to go deep into that. You know what I'm saying? We have to give an account for the things that we're we've done. I would say things that we didn't did not repent over. If there's certain ways that we're living, you know, and, and we uh, pass away in that, you got to give an account for that. The mess that, you know, we was doing. So let's just jump right into it. Uh, the book of Galatians, chapter five, verse seven. You were running the race so well. Who has held you back from following the truth? It certainly isn't God, for he is the one who called you to freedom. This false teaching is like a little yeast that spreads through the whole batch of dough. I'm trusting the Lord to keep you from believing false teachings. God will judge that person, whoever he is, who has been confusing you. That still goes on today. So the Apostle Paul was, was basically saying there is people that's been in the church that's been confusing other believers, you know, about um, their faith. Oh, you got to be circumcised. Oh, I know y'all saved, but you got to be this. You got to be that. And, and the Apostle Paul had to come correct that by the spirit of God and said, no, no, you don't. Jesus has come now. Your faith in Christ is secure. And he says, uh, anything outside of that, outside of you trusting in the Lord for your salvation and for your grace moving forward, anything outside of that, he says, is false teaching. And he says, God will judge that person, whoever it is that's been confusing you. There's confusion that still goes on in the church, not necessarily about circumcision, but just about many different things that go, that's going on. People seeing a lot of different things and um, it brings confusion. Because a lot of people don't know the word. So when they see maybe someone in a leadership position do something, say something or whatever, they think it's okay. Um, I'm starting to see a lot of videos now of a lot of uh, um, pastors using profanity while they preach. I shouldn't have to tell you that's a work of the flesh when we're going to read more about that. But no, that's not that's not the Lord. That's not him being real or transparent. That's quite frankly leading people astray. And they will be judged for that if they don't repent from it. All right. But these are the last days where I read that scripture. These are the last days. And we're going to see a lot of wild and crazy things. But me and you, you and I, we have to trust in the word of God. We have to trust in the Lord and what he has said, because that is going to keep you. If I can say it, it's going to keep you sane mentally. It's going to keep you spiritually secure. You're not going to be, you know, floating to the left or to the right or going about with every wind of doctrine. You're not going to get on new waves of new teaching because you're going to know like, okay, that goes against the word of God. So I don't even need to go that route, right? Let's jump on down to verse 13. It says, for you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters, but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. And that's what we see a lot when it comes to, and I'm just using this as an example, when it comes to people using profanity in the pulpit or as they preach in, uh, and I necessarily got to be in the pulpit, just when people are ministering the word of God and using profanity, he, what they're doing is they're using their freedom to satisfy their sinful nature. Okay. Our nature, meaning our, our flesh 
is sinful. When we got saved, our bodies didn't get saved. Our spirit got saved. So your flesh is still sinful. Your flesh still wants to do sinful things. That's why we have to keep under our body. No matter how long you pray, how many days you fast, we have to be in control of this flesh because if we don't, this flesh will go about just doing what it wants to do. Okay? But I'm showing you uh, just through scripture and you'll see it because everything now is, is is showcased because everyone wants to put everything on social media. So now a lot of stuff we can just visually see with our eyes. Stuff is no longer hearsay. Now it's uh, say <laughs> uh, because we can go on the gram or go on Twitter or go whatever and just visually watch you act the fool or, or visually watch something transpire. So. Um, when you see people do that, or if you see women, I see this a lot on social media, women ministering the word or giving Bible, you know, scriptures, but they have cleavage showing. Well, that's a work of the flesh. OK, they're using that freedom for their sinful nature. You may be thinking, OK, what's wrong with showing a little cleavage? Well, there's a lot wrong with showing cleavage and you're trying to minister the gospel. Number one, it's appealing to the lust of men and women. And it's also showing that um, the person who's speaking, who intentionally showing cleavage is showing that you have a motive outside of just ministering the word of God, because you already know things like that cause a causes a distraction and you want people to be distracted. That's the problem with it. I shouldn't have to stress that. I shouldn't have to even speak on that. But people would try to argue points like that. Well, what's wrong with showing a little cleavage? That's the problem. Y'all need to loosen up, be a little free, show a little breast, show a little butt. I mean, you are a free moral agent, so you can do what you want to do, and God would deal with you on that. I'm just telling you, as it comes to ministering the word of God, even outside of ministering, if you are a believer in Christ, you, you should possess integrity. And our responsibility, honestly, regardless of what we're called to do individually, your main goal is to lead others to the Lord. To the Lord Doesn't mean you're going to be perfect, okay? But your responsibility is to lead others to the Lord. And I'm speaking on women in particular. Men can do it too. But as you all know, men are visual. God created a woman. Another translation says he he made man, but he built a woman. That's why women have curves. That's why women have these different parts in their body. And so it was that was designed like that so that um, it can appeal to the male. And therefore, males attracted to the woman. Therefore, procreation would take place. All right. So that's why I'm kind of using that because uh, um, and like I said, men can do it too, but men are just more visual. But yeah, if there's a man up there that's, um, if he was preaching the gospel with his shirt off, you know what I'm saying? We're going to draw many men, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? May draw women, but it's still uh, something that you're preaching the word still with a different motive in mind, if you understand what I'm saying, okay? And we all growing and we should already understand, you should already understand where I'm coming from and what I'm saying. Um, and one thing about it is the Holy Spirit will always let you know if you're right or if you're wrong. All right. I try to show as much integrity as I possibly can. You know what I'm saying? So I, I try to do that. Let's keep going. He says, instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. So he says, instead of using your freedom that you have in Christ to satisfy your sinful nature, why don't you use that same freedom to serve one another in love? Serve one another. Be a blessing to each other. Be a blessing to one another with this freedom. Verse 14, for the whole law can be summed up in this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. But if you're always biting and devouring one another, watch out, beware of destroying one another. So he doesn't want us to destroy one another. It doesn't mean that we can't correct. 
because someone may use the fact of what I was just stating about people using profanity while they preach and showing cleavage and all that. Someone may say, yeah, but what you said, you are basically um, destroying someone with your words and so forth. No, that's, he's not talking about correction. What I just what I'm doing basically is open rebuke is <laughs> is correction is what I'm doing. I'm not devouring or biting someone not physically biting but you know what i'm saying it's basically expressing hate towards your brother or sister in christ you're constantly in competition with your brother or sister in christ he says no don't do that don't destroy one another in that he says but use this freedom to love each other because when we love each other and we embrace that love then the world sees that and we're able to be a representation of christ and draw in uh, those uh, in the world out of the world all right Verse 16, he says, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. If we let the Holy Spirit guide our lives, we will not do what the sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. So in this world that we live in, um, the spirit of God is giving us desires of things that he wants us to do. On top of that, you have the, your sinful nature that has its own set of desires. So he's saying that these two natures are in constant battle with each other. So that you're not able to just freely carry out your good intentions. You're not freely just able to carry out what the Lord is telling you to do. You're going to always face some type of opposition, which is going to be a sinful nature. All right. So he's warning us of that. Verse 18. But when you are directed by the spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity. Lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now notice, this is not talking about what you do one time or, or you, you, know, you may have slipped up and um, allowed your flesh to just do what it wants to do. This is talking about a lifestyle. This is talking about you or someone embracing this. This is what you do. He's saying that don't think that you're going to inherit the kingdom of God. Don't think that God is going to do uh, that. God's favor is going to be on your life that, um, you know, what I'm saying you, you kind of put yourself in positions where you kind of go unprotected. You know what I'm saying? That you're kind of just out here because you are operating in your sinful nature. You see what I'm saying? Um, I know I run into a lot of people um, and ask them, do I drink? I say no. So, oh, wow, that's 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 different. You know, and I think one of the reasons uh, that I don't drink, number one, um, I got born again. So that's the, the, the main thing um, is I don't want my um, I don't want my members 
punctured I guess if I can say that You know I want to be in my right mind I don't want to be drunk where my faculties And I don't know what's going on And I'm waking up and then someone telling me You did this and that No, that's, I, don't, I don't believe a believer should be drunk Okay according to the word And then also I grew up And I, I've seen what alcohol Did to Do to individuals and so as I got older, I said, nah, I'm cool on, on, the, on the drinking. Now, I'm just using drunkenness as an example. But I'm saying that's a part of the works of the flesh. Um, we see sorcery that's real heavy now. Um, you know, lustful pleasures. And he's saying that all these things that I listed, that he listed, that I read, all these are in your sinful nature. You and I included. Now, I, you know, I may have read something You're like, oh, no, I'm cool on the drunkenness I don't really don't do the parties or whatever You know, I don't do the um, You know, you, people have their list of what they don't do And what they do and all that type of stuff But the thing is He says at the, at the end of this And he says in um, He says in any other sins like these So no, maybe idolatry is not your thing Maybe jealousy is not your thing but you may have some lustful pleasures that's maybe that may be getting you in trouble. You you know you may have a little bit of hostility that's getting you in trouble. You know, and it's all a work of the flesh, and all the Lord simply wants us to do when it comes to things like this, because the Holy Spirit is going to bring it to our attention. Um, you've heard this term. Basically, He wants us to admit it, quit it, and forget it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Basically, He wants us to acknowledge, okay, this is sin. I'm, I should not be doing this. I shouldn't be indulging in this. And He wants us to turn away from it, which is repent. And He wants us just to go in the opposite of direction of whatever it is. It doesn't mean that you will no longer be tempted, but as long as you have a heart that is committed to pleasing God, we'll be okay. And only the Lord can judge that. I can't judge whether your heart is committed to pleasing God. That's only something that the Lord can judge. But that is you and that is you and I um, responsibility. We, you know, we should be um, committed to doing the things that are pleasing to the Lord. Anything that we do that is displeasing, it should uh, affect us. It should affect our hearts. Like, oh man, why did I say that? Why did I do that? You know what I'm saying? And ask the Lord to help you. That's the humility. That's where the humbleness comes in it. You know what I'm saying? I was just I watched somebody say something about praying and asking God to humble you. Uh, well, that's not something that I pray because the Bible says humble yourself. So the kindness, the goodness of the Lord, the Bible says leads men to repentance. So by God's kindness and God's goodness, and in the conviction of the Holy Spirit, you should then humble yourself and say, you know what, Lord, I listen, I'm struggling in this area. I need you to help me. I can't make it without you. I can't. I don't know what to do. If you know what I'm saying? If you don't help, that, that's humility. It, it's coming to grips with, you know, OK, this is the issue here. I admit that this is what it is. And Lord, I'm asking you to deliver me. You'll never want to pray, Lord, humble me. No, he said, no, humble yourself. The same way with judgment. He said, judge yourself so that you will, will not be judged. So if you know there's things going on, you should judge yourself of it. Why would you say, no, nah, I'm going to do this and just let the Lord judge it? Well, I don't think you want him to judge it. He's given us the opportunity to admit it, quit it, and forget it. All right, let's keep going. Verse 22, he says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit. So he just 
gave us a list of the fruit of the flesh, basically, the works of the flesh. Now, these are the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. He says there was no law against these things. This is the fruit of the spirit. So these things that I just mentioned, the same how when it comes to your flesh, your sinful nature, the things that he listed when he's talked about the drunkenness and all those other sins, those things are in your sinful nature because your nature is sinful, which is your flesh. Understand? So when it talks about the fruit of the spirit, it's talking about the fruit of the spirit that is in you. You've been born again now, right? So just how your flesh has its own works or works of the flesh, now your spirit has and possesses currently as we speak, it possesses these fruits, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And remember, he says that your spirit and your flesh are going to be in constant battle with each other so that you cannot carry out your good intentions. That's just how it is, because our flesh is sinful. Your spirit is saved, though. If you gave your life to Christ, your spirit is saved, but your flesh is sinful. So he's saying, let's let the fruit of the spirit arise. So instead of hate, you love. People looking for happiness, but you possess joy. Happiness, I believe, is predicated upon the things in which you possess. So when people use the term, money don't bring happiness, I don't believe that's true. Money will bring happiness. Because if you broke, if you don't have any money or you, you're barely making ends meet and then you come into an extra 100 grand, you're going to be pretty happy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But happiness is conditional. Happiness is based upon the things that you possess. But joy is not based on any condition. You understand? Joy supersedes what you currently possess. You can have joy and be dead broke because joy is coming from within. Now that joy can spring out from within to where now, you know, how you're operating and the things that you're doing. Now, when the extra money comes or the promotion comes or the business opportunity comes or whatever have you, you had joy to sustain you the whole way. So that simply means and not saying it's going to happen. Of course not. But that just simply means that, you know, in this life, you are not going to be dictated or led by uh, what you possess and what you don't possess. You understand what I'm saying? That's just joy. When it comes to peace, we already know in this world there is great turmoil. There are things happening every day in our land. But he says in your spirit, there's peace. But the thing about it is, is that if we truly walk in the spirit, when we are coming, you know, we're meeting different people, whether we're out, whether we're at a restaurant or whatever, he wants that fruit to spring over into your life to where it now begins to affect other people. Because look at how the works of the flesh can affect yourself and other people, right? So if the works of the flesh can affect other people, then he says, instead of allowing the works of the flesh to do that, let the fruit of the spirit now begin to affect other people. So where you have peace in your life, you may come across someone that may not have any peace. They may not know anything about the Lord. They may not know the Lord. Only thing they look at is what's on the news and they are depressed. Therefore, because you've tapped into that, that fruit of peace, now you're able to be a, hope and a, 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 a help and a blessing to those who don't have any peace. And God can use you to minister to them. Right? God can give you a word for them, a word of encouragement for them. 
That's what we're supposed to be doing. That should be our motto and our mission. It doesn't mean that we won't ever have a bad day or anything. Like I said, we should have a heart that is committed to pleasing the Lord. Verse 24, it says, those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the spirit, let us follow the spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. So he's saying when Jesus died on the cross, he took our sin with him. All our sin, all the sins that we've committed and all the ones we will commit in the future. They all are nailed to his cross. So we just said our sin, the desires of that sinful of our sinful nature have been nailed to his cross. So he has dealt with those sins. But again, because he dealt with it. And he died for our sins. It doesn't mean that we will no longer be tempted by those sins. Obviously not because you and I are both tempted in many different areas. But he's saying that if we are tempted and let's say if times we may act on that temptation, we're able to confess the sin to him and repent and turn away from the sin. He will forgive us of our sin. Why? Because he took that sin on our behalf. Hallelujah. So because he bore our sins and carried our iniquities. Nothing catches him by surprise. He dealt with it all. So you confess the sin before him, he wipes our slate clean. This doesn't mean that if you're tempted over and over, let's say that you, you know, you seem to be struggling in the area. Don't run from God, run to him. And just take it one day at a time. He gonna help you. Cause your heart, your heart is committed to wanting to get it right. But what I don't want you to do is I don't want you to, to allow the devil to deceive you to where you just give up. You give up on life. You give up on God. And you, you just feel like you're just a big mess up and you can't get it right. I don't want you to do that. I want you to go to, to the Lord with outstretched hands and say those three words. Lord, help me. And the Lord will help you. He'll help us. But I just want us to, to remain focused. In this season, because as like I said, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on, and we just can't look at everything. I will encourage you: just don't focus, don't engage with everything. Some stuff you just don't need to engage in. I've been reading stuff about you know different pastors, and I, I'm a documentary guy, so I love documentaries. So I see. I think I watched the um, I watched the Hillsong doc, and I was. Contemplating whether I should come in here and talk about the Hillsong doc, and I may in in maybe some episodes from now, I may deal with that because there is some stuff in that that I do want to talk about, but I don't know if I want to talk about it. I'm praying, still thinking about it. <laughs> but yeah, but you know what I'm saying. You just see things. There's so many different things that go on. You just like man, like it's it's so much going on in the world, so much going on in the body of Christ. That you can and you should engage engage in everything because it will begin to affect you um, spiritually and mentally. And we need our spirit strong, and we need to be mentally stable. So, in a day and age where a lot of people are falling mentally ill um, due to just different things that are transpiring, you and I—if you can hear my voice—you and I need to remain. Sober minded The Bible talks about Being sober minded 
being able to think clearly. So every day when you wake up, just thank the Lord for uh, a clear mind, a clean mind. And when you see things going on in the world, we gonna hear about them. But I'm saying I wouldn't fully engage in, in, in negativity every day. I wouldn't fully engage in who got shot, who got killed last night over on such and such street, uh, who cheated on who, who's like, like, you're going to have to stop if you want to remain mentally and spiritually stable. I'm encouraging you, but that's all I can do because we have choices. I would just say, let us all make the right choice. As we engage in this earth. Amen. If this episode has been a help and a blessing to you, please share this with your family and your friends. Remember, you can follow me on social media at mbills314. You can also follow our podcast network page on Instagram at MMS dot. Got to put the dot or it won't show up. <laughs> MMS dot media. On IG um, And then of course my personal page is At mbills314 and that's on Twitter uh, Facebook, Instagram, everything TikTok, whatever um, If you'd like to send us an email Please send us your emails to Podcasting at MMSmedia.org uh, We thank you for your Prayers and all your support um, Throughout the years You all know I started doing this podcast In December 31st 2015 so, um, yeah, it's been a while. I mean, if you go back and listen to the old episodes, which I'm sure you all have, you can hear the difference. But I was committed. I was committed. I believed in the vision. I believe in the vision that God has given me. And I was sitting in the truck with those earphones on, bringing the word. So God bless you all. Um, thank you all to the new listeners that may have came across this podcast. Um, yeah. Rate this podcast uh, Leave a review Let me know you're listening um, <clears throat> There's any particular subjects That maybe you want me to touch on More Or maybe some I never dealt with Shoot me an email Shoot me a DM Let me know And uh, we'll get to it Alright Well until next time Remember the book of Romans Chapter 3 Verse 4 Latter verse Let God be true And every man be a liar Until next time I'm out